And we're back. Another 24 hours has passed. And oh, what a 24 hours it has been. Crazy, crazy. Yesterday's show, another grand salami. Thank you uh, to Bruce Turkel for joining us today. My promise is right to that the top of the hit list. Uh, when John Flood is coming to us all the way from Ireland. And so I'm super excited to have him. But uh, lots of great stuff going on. A ninth inning walk-off dinger, Mr. Shea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, drama. And, you know, I had I had a feeling well, it was probably going to be a walk-off. So it, it was... It's uh, absurd that the Dodgers have to play a playing game. Like, how, yes. I, don't, I don't understand that. They're the, so they're the, what, I mean, the second best team in baseball. I mean... So there's really, yeah, like, thanks. postseason baseball, there's really nothing better because you know that's when it gets right. like you can tell the intensity sure. picks up and it's right. totally different than regular season and i guess and you're the baseball expert here but they pulled scherzer early and he didn't want to give the ball up so you'll right you'll see unless unless pitchers even aces unless they're grooving right. they're right especially in a one game they're getting pulled yeah. quickly and obviously worked and paid off, so a good move by the uh, manager there. But do not adjust your screens. I am the other Noodleberg, and I am co-hosting today, which is awesome. So I have a comment. Mark who? <laughs> yeah. We do miss him, and he did post today on LinkedIn, so it's good that he sticks to the process of almost once a day. Uh, but he is having a great time. He's on his way to Sicily now, uh, where he'll spend three days there. But he was next to Jeff Bezos's boat yesterday. So I think he's uh, having a good time. Sent the boat over to his small boat to say and said, "Move, we want to move." (laughs) You can't make that kind of shit up. Great stuff. I want to throw some kudos out. Yesterday was an amazing time. We visited with two huddlers, Jeremy Torresk, Andrea Sakonitis. Boom! There they are. We spent some time in the studio. and, a, and a, just a gigantic shout out to Jake riding co-pilot with me. Um, Shay, I would worry. I, I would definitely worry because this man is coming for your job. He's coming for you. He's coming for Mark. He's coming. In, I, got, in- I, got, I got, I got, I got, I still got some tricks up my sleeve. I won't give them all of them yet. Congratulations to Jeremy. Congratulations to Andrea. And here's the best of the best. And Richard Branson says this, uh, Lori Salarillo used this as an introduction. Connectivity is what makes businesses grow and put the two of them together and they're going to do some great things and make some magic. So congratulations to everybody. I had the chance to speak to an organization that eight years ago, our firm created the logo for a company called Recovery Unplugged. Um, they are a therapy, you know, a recovery center that has a music therapy. It was started by Richie uh, Richie Supa, who was with um, Aerosmith and Andrew Sassen, my dear friend, trusted us with the marketing. Eight years later, they had um, their um, national meeting here in Fort Lauderdale. People come in from all over the country. I got to meet with the management team, which was 25 of them. Got to speak about all kinds of great stuff, but shout out to them. It was an awesome conversation. Um, really deep, really engaging. And so shout out to them. Thank you. I told them I would call them out in the huddle. They're doing some amazing things. And I told them to walk around and be proud. And so without further ado, let's play some wake up music and go to Ireland. Wake up, everybody. 
before before you go on, I just want to let you know so we can see the studio in the background and all four of us are dancing. You know, as the song is going on, we're all banging our pens. And so nice job, but continue. Sorry. So I will briefly, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just bring Sean on and talk together. Sean Flood. He does does a good enough job. Morning, guys. Morning, everybody. Morning for us. What time is it there for you? I guess top of the afternoon. It's 1 p.m. So I I get a a head start. I get a head start at you guys. Um, so just so that we, we tell people what you're like, you do have a Guinness tap in your house, don't you? I do. I have a Guinness tap a uh, hundred yards from where my office is in my own Irish pub that I built last year. So yes, named after my wife and my dad, Jack's pub, if anybody's in the area. Oh, I'm coming. You know, I'm coming. All right. <laughs> we're putting the trip together. Mark can go to Italy. I'm going to Ireland. So I want to start out. There's so much that we can talk about. I want to start in the beginning. The beginning is, I don't know what year it is, 2004, maybe. I don't know. We're we're back in Tallahassee. We meet you. You're the owner and operator of a free ride in Tallahassee. Tell us, fill us in, brother. Yeah, yeah. So, So at that point, I was the founder of a company called Gotcha Ride. We were doing free rides in electric vehicles, something that's, you know, since been kind of copied and duplicated around the country. I, uh, I meet Steve through a mutual connection. We're working on an advertising college deal. He brings his then very young son, uh, Jake, nine. down. Nine, 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 nine. There's no, there's no, I think the, I think the statute of limitations is over for, for the, the smuggling ring, but we had a great day of football <laughs> and running around the stadium. And then, of course, Steve and I wanted to go out for drinks and enjoy Tallahassee. And we've got this nine-year-old slugger walking around with us. And, uh, yeah, uh, Fast forward to we were able to get him into the bar, and I think in his mind, witnessing college from a nine-year-old perspective on a Saturday night in a in a nightclub in downtown Tallahassee was probably probably life changing. It's funny because my friends then go to you know school; they're all eighteen. They start to go visit Tallahassee. I was like, guys, I've been doing this for ten years already, you know. So they start going to Pots and AJ's and all these old places that I was in with the football players with you guys. So it was a great, you know, upbringing. I like to think you had to go to UF because that moment was too much for you to handle, right. and you couldn't return to Tallahassee. Every time you I go back to, go to Tallahassee, I'm like, I can't be here. It's like PTSD right. as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So the, the goodness of the story uh, continues to get better and better and better. Um, you were a pioneer in what we now call mobility. You know, mobility is so great. So please educate the audience on what mobility is, how Gotcha got going beyond Tallahassee, and how we continue to do work after that. Did we lose you? So, uh, Shane, why don't we show pictures while he tries to get his... Um, show, show the picture. So um, we, we, we are live. There, there is, uh, there is Sean in all of his glory. Um, he, uh, moved from, uh, Tallahassee to Atlanta, Atlanta to South Carolina, South Carolina to Ireland, if you, of all places. So, um, you know, uh, uh are we getting you, Sean? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm back there. I'm back there. So we're, we're good. So, so yeah, so, you know, mobility. Yeah, mo- mobility when I started it back in, in, in early 2000s was like parking and transportation. Now it's all the rage. What happened over 12 years was people began to like not care about being in their car and electrification of vehicles became all the rage. So 
our business went from electric vehicles, which was pretty uh, new in that time to electric bikes and then electric scooters and uh, mopeds and so on and so forth. So I got to, I got to kind of witness the curve of, of a rapidly growing industry that by the way, is still at the very beginning. Uh, I sold that business, was fortunate enough uh, in the beginning of 2020 and my partner and I um, exited and started some other cool things um, that Steve's very involved in now, but that electrification was just such a pivotal moment and it's the beginning, right? Not, not the end. I, I happened to be way too early and just had to hang around for eight of the 12 years to, to wait for everything to catch up. So, Well, you know, the, the business that I was consulting with you, which went to all college campuses with a media network, I thought mm-hmm. was really cool and still is, I'm sure. The people who bought it are still doing great. A way to communicate yeah. on campus is a tremendous opportunity for advertisers. Yeah, it was great. It, you know, that, that part of the business, there was this mobility side, this media part. Steve so was instrumental in like helping to build a sales force and how do you, how do you train and educate them and, and kind of grow from there. But that business is still growing and, and succeeding and on so many campuses across the country. As an entrepreneur, it was great to be able to do both. I'm like always very grateful because I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity to, to bounce between uh, different industries and, and do it with their friends. Which is amazing. So I'll bring it sort of full circle. You sell that opportunity, which was great, great for you. Pandemic happens. And then you reach out to me and you go, I'm moving to Ireland. <laughs> so I remember telling Jake and Mark, like, and they go, Bullshit. <laughs> I go, no, he's gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Tell us about the move to Ireland. Yeah. Well, so you know, I, I always say a lot of a lot of couples. I'm I'm married. I met my wife four days after starting Gotcha. She helped me grow it for, you know, six or seven of the of the 12 years <clears throat> before going off to do her own thing. But most couples are like there's a sane one and a, you know, uh, an, an irrational one. Well, we're we're both, we don't have that. So I had been traveling 230 days a year for years growing gotcha. I've got three small kids and I come home all of a sudden with the pandemic. We then sell the business. I'm home for two months. We're all kind of reconnecting and enjoying ourselves. And my wife finds a 400 year old house in Ireland, in a part of Ireland, by the way, that we had never been to. Like I've been to Ireland 20 plus times. It's where my dad's from. And we became obsessed with the property and what our family could do and like spending time together. And we pulled the trigger a month later. Uh, Steve, you were not alone in that. My parents, her parents, our friends and families, my business partners, like they're like, you're doing what? You're going where? Like, so we picked up and moved. You know, it's interesting. And I think, you know, I think Jake can comment on this. You know, the world shifted. There was this massive shift and it allowed everybody to look at things differently. It was a completely different lens. It didn't yeah. matter to me whether you were in Atlanta, South Carolina, or Ireland. It's the same to me. We were still able to accomplish stuff. You know, um, Jake was coaching at Florida. That shuts down. Well, he didn't know, you know, he had no idea what shut down. All of a sudden, he's home, and he's watching the business and seeing what's happening and seeing the pivot. Jake, you might want to comment on that before Sean continues. Yeah, I think everybody, I think everybody will attest to it that we all kind of changed something in the last year and a half. Obviously, Sean, probably more than most, you know, most people didn't leave the country. But it's fascinating to watch yourself just live in that kind of free form mentality of it is what it is. I'm going to continue to roll with it. I'm going to continue to evolve with the times. And I think it, 
it, it looks back like I'm happy it happened. Obviously, like we always talk about it, like a lot of people died. It's terrible, but it taught us all so much about ourselves and what we really wanted and what was important. And so for you, Sean, like what are the lessons that you really learned from moving over there? What did it make you realize? Uh, tell our audience about that. Yeah, I think, you know, probably like a lot of founders, right? I was so singularly focused for 13 years as I grew the business. My level of success was win and loss by deals won, growth of the business, like nothing unique, right? That's how we're, we're ingrained to build businesses. And that's, that's why people invest in the idea. But the reverse of that, the opposite effect of that is you're singularly focused on one. There's an entire other aspect of your life that you're just not paying attention to. My wife used to joke that, you know, if you could only pick two things and it was, you know, work and something else, she's like, you pick work twice, right? And like, she said it laughingly, but there was probably some truth to that, right? And th that's not sustainable forever. So what happened with the pandemic, setting aside all the, the horrific death and, and just the, the, the economy and whatnot, for me personally, it allowed this reset where I was fortunate enough to reset. I wasn't done working or building businesses or anything like that. I just decided I was going to do that differently. And my hope was that it would work. My hope was that people would accept it and appreciate and understand it. But it, I had to recalibrate how I was going to live my life every day. And, and my hope was that the output from a professional standpoint would be better than the previous. But moving, resetting was all part of that calibration, recalibration. So um, what a great answer, by the way, because that's exactly, you know, we did, when I started my presentation yesterday, I said, look, everything is about mindset. It's about what you're thinking, what lens, what filters you're putting in front of you, what you're ingesting. You created an attitude of what's possible, which is great. And you had an intention of what you wanted to do. Shay, show me um, EF Ventures. Boom. EFO Ventures. <laughs> Um, so tell us, I'm proud the to dream be, team. The dream, I am proud to be part of this, uh, the, this wonderful group of people that you have assembled who are, uh, well, you tell us, what is the, the company yeah. about? How can the huddle audience help you? Because you're doing some cool things. We're doing, we're doing some cool stuff. Yeah. And it's, uh, Dave, my longtime friend, I've known Dave 20 plus years. He was my COO at, at gotcha. We've been friends and business partners forever, but you know, we were founders for so long. I was a founder for 13 years, singularly focused. When we sold the business, we said, well, a few things. We're not done working, right? That's just not in our nature. Um, and we want to do different things. So we created EFOV with the idea for two different things. We wanted to invest kind of small checks in big ideas and get our hands dirty, like be around entrepreneurs who were at different stages in their journey. Some were, I've got an idea and then how do I even incorporate? Others were further along and they were bringing it to market, so on and so forth. So we were able to invest in those, but the other was, let's have the time and the resources to incubate ideas we care about. So we, we spun out businesses out of our incubator investment fund that are pretty exciting. One of them is, is Mixed, the shirt that I'm wearing here. We'll launch next Tuesday. The huddle will get to see it when it goes live, exploremix.com. But the, to, to be able to do both of those things, and in order to do it, money was one of the things you needed, but you need a team. And Steve and, and the folks on that slide, you know, we went out to them and said, look, we don't have a lot to offer. You have more. You will give more than we will give. But we've never done this. And, you know, there's a lot we don't know. So, so we wouldn't have done it without that. And, and it, you know, it's just the beginning. I think we're going we're gonna to grow. We're going to raise another fund. We've been so fortunate that a lot of our portfolio companies have done well. One of them 
Vulcan, if anybody's into uh, electric power sports, went public yesterday. We were one of the first checks in it a year ago. So uh, pretty, pretty amazing and exciting stuff. So I want to, first of all, I, I admire you always have, you know, everything in my mind starts with a friendship. We became friends. All of a sudden business opportunities happened everywhere. The sheets opportunity was probably my favorite, least successful one of everything. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was like, um, uh, for those that don't remember sheets, it was a breath strip that uh, we had LeBron and Pitbull and Serena, everybody involved. Um, I was selling oh, them in school. <laughs> I was walking around to kids and teachers like, yo, you need to take, like I got called to the, so the campaign they came up with was take a sheet. And so I, I was in middle school and there was like a red shirt that had the little logo of him putting the, you know, sheet on his lip, but on the back, like by your butt, it said, take a sheet.com. And like a kid, like told a, a teacher and I went to the office and they called him and he goes, I don't care. He's like, I like the shirt, you know? <laughs> it's, great. it's great. So, so Joan, your role back then, just to quickly breeze through, was to hand out, how many samples did we hand out? Yeah, so we had to do, I remember it was 5 million in a very short period of time. And my wife and I lived in a one bedroom apartment in Jacksonville. And, you know, it's like, there, there is a little bit of fake it till you make it, but they were like, where should we ship these to? And of course I gave them my apartment and like, you have no idea what 5 million of something looks like. We, we like made a bed out of some, we had a work table, like they consumed our, our apartment, 5 million. I remember the number. The, the point I want to drive home for the audience, because we always are focused on delivering value in this show um, is the fact that the number one asset is relationships. You called all those people together and said, we don't need your money so much as we need your relationships. We need you to be the messengers, which I'm out there doing that. There will be a payday for me, but I'm not looking for that payday today. So that's a mindset shift. I think most people are all about, well, pay me and then I'll do the job. How about do the job and then you get paid probably even more. So speak to us about relationships because literally you're one of those guys. I don't care where you are in the world. If you said, I need you, I I'm on the plane already. So, yeah, I mean, look, relationships are paramount to me next to family. It's, it's more important than anything. Um, I, look, I didn't play high school or college sports. I don't have an army of friends from teams that I grew up on. That wasn't my thing. I had friends from college, friends from high school, some friends from college and some friends in my young adult life. But as everybody knows, right, at a certain point, you stop making lifelong friends. You make a lot of acquaintances of people you pass. So at a certain point, the people who came into my world who I connected with were all business, right? That's how we met. And I made a decision passively then, but today, like very actively, even looking at deals. Like if I don't like the person, the people across the table, because I know I'm going to hopefully build a bond with them. Like that's just a no go because no -go. I like they're they're gonna be my friends. Like I remember the day I walked into Steve's office with on the ball and one, you know, I was working out of my house and you had this great office and a team running around. So I I like wanted to duplicate that as I built my business. But within 45 minutes and sitting in the office, I was like, this is a guy I want to go out and have a beer with. And like maybe, maybe more beers and you know, you're like so <laughs> the relationship is paramount because you're going to have to deal with it daily. And I think we need that atmosphere. You know, if, if you're consumed as much as I think we are with business, the idea of wanting to work in the environment, well, then you, you should get along with the people you're going to, uh, to surround yourself with and, and learn from. And I think, you know, you and I probably embody that the best. 
um, because yeah. we've got a, I think an amazing personal friendship that I, I appreciate and this business one. And luckily now, right, you, you've passed it on to your, your two boys. So I get two new friends. Um, and, and Shay has, Shay has been there almost <laughs> since the beginning. <laughs> so uh, in closing, cause we usually like to keep it sweet. Um, you invited me one time to come to when you lived in South Carolina. You said, we're throwing a, a St. Patty's Day party. And I know how to throw a St. Patty's Day party. So we went and that town, Charleston, was absolutely lit up. Um, and you started that day, which was a riot. I'm so glad I did that. For the sake of our audience, talk to us about St. Patty's Day in Ireland. I mean, it's uh, look, last year was mild, but it's, you know, I, I built this pub in my house so that I could encourage this going forward. Everybody in my family knows it's more important to me than most holidays, if not any. Um, so, you know, this next year, fast forward, instead of going to Dublin and having a big thing, I, you know, we built this this house so we could bring family and friends together. So uh, open invitation, March 17th, uh, 22 is going to be a big St. Patrick's Day at the, the Flood Casa in Donegal, Ireland. So very, very excited. And if anybody finds themselves over here, there will be a bed, Guinness, and probably more whiskey than you could you could All right, all right, all right. Bounce houses for the kids, right? I'm a father of three who I want them to love St. Patrick's Day. So bounce houses for the munchkins. But of course, you're going to take them to the pub as well, right? When they're nine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they walk through Jack's on a daily basis, Good. so. So uh, if anybody's interested in a conversation with Sean, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Reach out to me. I'll connect you. Uh, he's got lots of great stuff going on. It triggered some things in my head, which is the reason why you want to reach out to people and do this, because it just triggered three other people that I need to introduce you to. So I'm thrilled that you spent the time. I'm thrilled that you're in our lives. We think of you as family. Act as if we're family. So thank you. You are the best, Mr. Flood. Man, thank you all for uh, for inviting me. Thanks for doing the huddle every day. It's it's the best part of my one o'clock uh, here in, in Ireland every day. So. Lunchtime for you. So we'll close with some famous Irish. Music. Real quick before before we before we close it, make sure you scan the QR code. Make sure to donate to City Furniture. Support breast cancer. Making sure to plug that before we forget. Hey, that's going well. That's going well. We'll do an update tomorrow. Jake joins me tomorrow. Scott McGregor joins us for a piece. So we got great stuff going on this week. The talent pool is high. Shay, give me Irish music. Come here to 